Welcome back to episode 42 of In the Shadow of the Evening Trees. What um, episode is it? <laughs> we just had to do a do-over because I said the wrong episode. Um, I am Jen Von Ebers. I'm David Von Ebers. I'm drinking water. Sorry. Trying to stay hydrated. Trying to stay hydrated. That's welcome our new, back. That's our, welcome back. That's our new thing. We're being healthy. We are. We have um, We have been healthy for um, well, a few months now. Um, you more than me. But uh, I think we've always been healthy. I think we have. We're, we're um, buckling down a little bit True. more. And we're um, getting more serious about it. And we're pumping iron now, uh, which is nice. It is. <laughs> is it? It is. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that we is um, interesting is obviously both of us are getting older, is trying to um, stay active, stay... Um, where we can enjoy walking whenever we want to and, you know, not be in pain and like do all the things that we want to do. True. So we have been um, adding some things to our regime, like the weight training. Um, obviously, since we're coming out of winter, we have not been able to do our normal walks like we do have in the past. Uh, but even today, like it was in the low 30s because we had snow this week. Thanks, spring. Uh, we. It's uh, only February. You know. I know. But like we got teased with warmer weather and that's like... Sure. It's beautiful. You don't need a jacket. And then all of a sudden, it's just like now it's going to be snowing in 20s. Uh, but it was in the low 30s. Uh, I was perfectly fine with that. So obviously, we're both from Chicago. We do not mind that kind of weather. So uh, And it was sunny and beautiful. Yeah, and it wasn't very windy. So I think the sun helped. But on Friday, the temperature went. We had a high of like 46, which isn't like you know hot or anything. But it's certainly not winter temperatures. It was 46 degrees in the afternoon, and then within a very short time, it started to snow. Yeah, and I wasn't even prepared for that because I didn't really look at the weather. And then David said, it's starting to rain here. And I was like, oh, looking up my window at work, it hasn't started here. And then snowflakes, and then I look outside, and it's like, oh, it's snowflakes here too. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't, I mean, we got next to nothing. And by morning, most of it was, was gone because even though it was still cold out, the sun basically melted everything on the sidewalk. So it was nice. We didn't have to shovel. We didn't have to shovel or put um, uh, salt down. And now it's essentially gone. By the end of the day today, it was basically all gone. Yeah. So, so. that is, uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, so one thing we did this past week, which we haven't done in a long time, is we recorded a um, cooking video. We did. We haven't done that in a hot minute. We were trying. David makes is famous for making his chili. I love it every time. I don't time think I'm he, famous for it. You're famous in my eyes for making chili, and every time David said he's going to make it, I get super excited because I know a it's going to be deluxe too, and we'll be eating it all week. What did you do when you went on that big business trip a couple <laughs> months ago? What happened then? You made chili yeah, for me. I did. While you were gone. Because I knew there wouldn't be time to make a big fancy dinner when you came back. I know. Thank you. That is yeah. fancy in yeah. my eyes. So Except it's... I blew it because I was going to keep it a secret. Right. I actually, I, I made it for myself, but I knew there would be leftovers for when yes. you got back. So I was going to keep it a secret. And then we were FaceTiming while you were out of town. And I literally walked over to the stove and showed you. <laughs> But I had that to look forward to coming back, so yes. it was very it nice. It lifted your spirit. It buoyed, it... It buoyed <laughs> your spirits. It did. Buoy. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld reference. It is. In case you don't know. It is. Um, so we kind of thought about like how, what we want to do with this podcast, because obviously we've been hot and cold and like, you Make know, money. <laughs> yeah, we want get to quit rich, our jobs. Get um, famous. Yeah, retire. Quit our jobs. Retire. Yeah. Yeah. We would like to retire, and we can just do this. 
yeah. um, kind of thing. So we kind of um, it came up with some categories of things that we can talk about um, that we probably may not have talked about in the past here. So um, obviously, Puns. yeah, <laughs> jokes, grammar, <laughs> magic, magic. <laughs> what do you think about this magic trick? <laughs> <laughs> Board games. None of those are on the list. None of those. Not are on a the single list. thing that I just said is on the list. But we are um, going to talk about um, health, I think, in some of the capacity of just things that we're doing to things. And obviously, your chili is very healthy because it's uh, it's loaded yeah. with lean ground beef. It's got tons of vegetables in it, That's and um, it's got a lot of beans in it. So um, it is very. Um, yeah, I think. I, I mean, it's not. It's you think of stuff like that, and you think of, you know. Um, uh, that, it, that it's not that healthy. There's a lot of fat in it. And, and of course, other people will load it with sour cream and cheese and stuff like Correct. that. We generally don't do that. Or use like um, different kinds of cuts of beef and stuff like right. that. So that right. obviously makes a huge difference. So yeah. that. But we're looking forward to warmer temps because we were talking about last summer. What we did is we would like um, grill out a bunch of chicken breast on a Sunday and then we'd have that to eat. And salads and stuff during the week. Same Our thing burgers. with burgers, yeah. um, which we also make healthy too. So um, that is kind of fun. So if you're interested in more um, healthy eating ideas, um, let's not, let us know because we'll pepper those in too. Yeah. Um, and in fact, our um, we posted our chili video on my Instagram at Jen Cooks and our joint Instagram at Jen and Dave, and it's currently at ten thousand views. Yeah. So Pretty it kind of went viral. <laughs> so we're kind of a big deal. We're kind of a big deal. Um, so that's kind of exciting. And then some other topics that we had talked about, um, talking about on a regular basis and we'll just mix it up. Um, obviously we love music and concerts, so we were going to be doing that. Uh, we, um, are going to talk about, um, TV shows that are, we like, um, traveling, cats, cooking, um, exercise, traveling cats, traveling cats. That would be a good, that'd be a good topic. (laughs) Health, mental health and family and kids. Um, especially like, you know, deal having adult kids is very different from raising your children and everyone's like oh you're so lucky your kids are grown it's like no that's a whole nother layer of um, worry but we're (laughs) well yeah well that is true it is another layer of worry that's very true uh which actually reminds me of something i want to talk about but we have to talk about it just the second but uh we are very lucky to have the kids we have and we're very lucky that they're healthy and yes they've all you know gone to college and they've done their well our youngest is graduating in the spring yes but um yeah so uh it's not a negative thing but there are always new kinds of um i was gonna say challenges i don't think challenges is the right word when your kids are little there are challenges but i think at this age you know there's concerns there's worries because I don't know if you know this, but the world's pretty messed up. Um, but, you know, yeah. But I don't well, want to leave the impression that, like, you know, we don't have, like, no one's, no one's, we're not packing kids up. We're not having interventions. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to Correct. say. Correct, yeah. Stumbling over my words. Yes. It's not that kind Our of kids thing. are great, so we have no complaints. Yeah. But um, it is just well, kind of a, No, I'm kidding. It is just kind of a different layer of, um, you know, you don't talk to them as much, especially the ones, uh, we have two that are um, not living at home, you know, just wondering, are they okay? Did they have a great day? How are they doing? And then also for me is forgetting like how I wanted to be treated in my 20s. Yes, that's And a big not part. be a parent and not be parented um, right. by my parents because I was like, I'm grown, you know, I don't need to take your advice, whatever uh, kind of thing. And also stepping back and just offering advice. But if you don't want it, that's okay. You know, kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, there's a there's a um, 
I guess, a balance between, you know, you part of I think part of being um, supportive is is trying to offer advice when you can, but you also don't want to be, um, you know, overbearing and controlling. And it's a weird thing, you know. I think my parents, well. I was the youngest, so they probably had a lot of practice before I became. You were the eleventh, so <laughs> because, yeah, before I was out of the house. But I always felt like my parents struck a good balance between making it really clear, you know, almost through my whole life, that they expected each of us to go out on our own. That that was the point. That was their objective was to kind of get you to that point where you could live your own life. And for that reason, when we would go on and live our lives, our parents viewed that as kind of a success on, on their part. I mean, that's what they Absolutely. wanted. And, right. and we were always, at least at, at my end of the family, <laughs> I always felt encouraged to do that. And so, you know, that and it, it's not like you know, gee, I can't wait till you leave, or it's not like the second you turn 18, we're kicking you out the door. It's not like that at all. It wasn't a negative thing, but they never wanted to be, they never wanted us to be, um, feel like they were controlling our lives. Or at least, again, I mean, you know, parents learn over time and, and hopefully get better over time. So I couldn't speak for my older siblings, but that's certainly how I felt. Um, I think for me, it took my parents a long time to like let me be an adult, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And I don't know if it was also because I'm the youngest by 30 minutes. Yeah, but. I don't think that counts. <laughs> I don't think it counts when you're a twin. I, you, there's no older or younger. I mean, yeah. I suppose literally there is. Right. But I don't think that counts. Um, but so then I always have to think of myself at that person's age, you know, how I wanted to be treated. So I kind of like back it up a little bit. Yeah. And then there's a, like a, a, another set of, <clears throat> pardon me, another set of like concerns these days, I think. And, and like we don't want to be super heavy. One of the things that we're trying to do is sort of retool this so it's not always talking about things. That, doom and gloom. <laughs> doom and gloom or things that like get my blood pressure up. But, you know, you do worry. I'm sure every generation goes through this to some degree or another. You get to a point where you start to think, what kind of world are we leaving our kids? Because, you know, things, let's just be frank, things are a little messed up these days. There's an awful lot of animosity out there in the world. Um, and it sometimes it just seems like we're moving backwards, you know. Uh, so you worry about those things. And that, that is one thing I did want to talk about. It's a little bit, you know, more serious. Um, because you had said, you know, there's there's other concerns you have when your kids yep. get older. And, you know, we've talked about this before. We have a, a transgender daughter. I mean, she's a woman. She's an adult. Um, and she's living on her own and living with her partner and has a pretty good life, has a good job and career and so forth. But you still we're still aware of all the hostility that's out there towards the LGBTQ plus community generally and towards I think transgender and non-binary people in particular, and we have in our family, not just our daughter, but there are other family members in our extended family who are trans and non-binary and so forth. Um, you know, so you worry about about the kind of world we're leaving them behind when, when, you know, from my perspective, it feels like we made all kinds of progress from the 80s through the 90s into the 2000s. And then now it feels like we're going back, and we're going back kind of quickly in some ways. Very. Um, especially with all of the anger that you know people direct at schools 
because schools try to be uh, welcoming environments for a wide variety of kids, including kids who are in the LGBTQ plus community or, or who have parents who are or whatever. Um, and there's so much anger and animosity directed towards that group um, that, that it's, it's frightening. And of course, there was this, you know, this horrible story this past week about an indigenous uh, non-binary student who was, her, their name was um, uh, Nex Benedict. Yes. Um, and um, they were in the bathroom. A, a group of uh, other students from the school attacked them, uh, beat them very badly. The school didn't call the police. The school didn't call 911. They didn't call an ambulance. Um, this young person, uh, and I think I mentioned, if I didn't, they're, they're also indigenous, which I'll touch on that in a second. But um, So they ended up in the hospital, and they ended up passing away. And I know, you know there's a lot of controversy right now over what the cause of, of their death might have been. Kind of, I mean, it's not beside the point, because, of course, the tragedy is that they weren't beaten but that they died but aside from all of that you know whatever the ultimate whatever the medical people ultimately conclude is the cause of death the attack was brutal and they ended up in the hospital and none of this should ever have happened in the first place yeah and so you know as a parent I mean again our daughter is an adult but still as a parent you're constantly worried about this kind of thing and and it releases this like flood of emotions. You get angry, you get frustrated. There's feelings of hopelessness. You know, you feel like, is it ever going to change? Again, you know, what kind of world are we leaving, <clears throat> leaving our kids? And so one of the things I think, one of the reasons why we do a podcast and one of the reasons why we do some of the other things we do is to try to find some kind of positive or creative way to channel the those emotions. I mean, look, the anger is justified here, right? I am mad that this happened to this innocent person. Mm -hmm. I'm mad about the reasons why it happened. I'm mad that there are so many people out in the world who are, are working to create this environment where trans and non-binary kids and, and adults, for that matter, aren't safe, and LGBTQ plus people aren't safe. All of that makes me angry, and all and that anger is really, you know, is justified, right? I think it is, but being angry by itself um, doesn't really solve anything. As as understandable and justifiable as it is, I think, you, and I think you do kind of need to give voice to that anger because it is legitimate. But you also have to. You can't just be sort of like nihilistic about it, because anger can either lead you to 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 you know destroy something, or it can lead you to try to create something. And I think that's the challenge, is to find ways to channel all of those emotions, number one, so that you don't give up hope and don't give in to despair, but then also so that you find something positive and creative to do with that anger um, that, that you know, doesn't, doesn't harm you mentally, frankly, because it can. Um, anyway, that's a big part of it. So it just so happens that I am... I just want to share something that I'm involved in right now that I think fits the bill. Yes. That's a, a constructive way to deal with some of the things that are going on. So I was asked to be on the host committee of an event that's coming up um, on May 10th in Chicago at the Art Institute of Chicago. I believe it starts at 6.30 in the evening. 
Um, it's uh, an event, an annual event that the Lambda Legal Organization hosts every year in Chicago, and it's called the Bond Foster Civil Rights Celebration. Um, and it, it's this is particular. Let me just back up a second. If you don't know Lambda Legal, they're an organization that is one of the oldest and biggest and most successful organizations that um, provides legal services to, advocates for, litigates for the rights of LGBTQ plus people and also people who are living with HIV. And this particular event is named after someone that I knew, um, a guy named Bon Foster, who was a lawyer in Chicago. He and I started our careers together at a big firm in the city. We knew each other pretty well. We were friends. Um, he sadly died very young. And, um, but before he died, he left a big impact on the legal community in Chicago and also on the LGBTQ uh, plus rights movement here. Um, so that they named Lambda Legal named this uh, event after, uh, like I say, my friend, Bon Foster. Uh, and so that's, it's particularly meaningful to me to be part of this. I was also asked in part because the son of one of my oldest friends and a good friend of ours yeah. um, is, is also, uh, works for Lambda Legal in Chicago and he's also involved in putting this together. Um, anyway, so what I'm obviously doing, I mean, this is a fundraising event. We're trying to get people to, to come to the event, to, to buy tickets to the event and, and to support Lambda Legal and the work they do, as I said, if you're in Chicago, um, please, if you can, join us. It's May 10th, 6.30 p.m. at the Art Institute of Chicago. If you're not in Chicago or you couldn't uh, make it to the event, uh, you can certainly make a donation. You can go to the website that is lambdalegal.org backslash Bon Foster. So that's, let me try to spell it right. <laughs> it's the Greek letter lambda, right? L-A-M-B-D-A-L-E-G-A-L.org backslash Bon Foster, B-O-N-F-O-S-T-E-R. Um, so if you can, uh, please support it. And even if you can't, you know, I mean, I know everyone's in a different, different sort of financial position and has different priorities and demands on their, on their money, frankly. Um, even if you can't, you know, I would just ask you to kind of Try to figure out ways in which you can support this community. They're under attack, as, as probably everybody knows. And it isn't just that, you know, politicians are attacking them. There's just these mean-spirited, you know, bad people out there who are targeting the LGBTQ plus community in part because they, because they can, you know, they can get away with it. And so try to find constructive ways to push back and support the community. So that's my little uh, speech for tonight. I'm, I apologize for being heavy, but um, it, you know, it, it relates to the thing that you mentioned about, you know, right. we're concerned about our kids as they get older and the world that they face. And it relates to a story that's in the news right now. And, and again, it's, some, it's a way of channeling a, a something in a positive direction. Well, and what's heartbreaking about that whole situation for that person is it wasn't the first time that they were bullied you know mm -hmm. it was a, 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 a you know frequent event kind of thing and to have uh, any kind of school system that allows that doesn't punish kids for that doesn't expel kids for that and you know there's I mean bullying has gone on forever but it's just like to have it to the extreme that it is now it's insane yeah. uh, and it's just like and not only in person 
obviously when we grew up there was no things nobody was posting things to the internet but even yeah. now having that layer of social media where um, it's even more bullying because people can do it behind a screen without a face and so then right. they um, feel like they can say whatever the heck they want so that's not fair right well and and you know the the not necessarily even anonymity, but the fact that, you know, we talked the last time about people who are kind of jerks on social media and how to deal with them. Um, you know, people will say things uh, to you on social media that they would never say to your face in a public setting because it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be safe for them. Right. If you walked up to a, another adult human being and you called them a pedophile or a groomer or whatever these crazy folks, you know, the terms these crazy folks use, um, you know, that probably wouldn't end very well for you if you did that, right? No. Um, but the, the problem is, so they say all these crazy things online, even though obviously they would never have the courage to say them face to face. But then you realize too, though, that there are all these kids who are kind of growing up in this environment. So while the adults say outrageous things, again, that they would never say to your face, the kids maybe start thinking that this is normal to talk this way and to, you know, to attack other people this way verbally and otherwise. <clears throat> so they're growing up in this environment where this language seems to be normal, even though it's very much not normal. Um, and then, you know, they're they're immature they're in school they they've seen all of the videos on TikTok or whatever they've heard all of this propaganda and they see a student who might be queer or or just different you know and they attack uh and so i'm hoping that whatever the outcome of that is that the people who are responsible definitely um get severely punished for that yeah yeah I, I agree, and and you know, but and it goes beyond just the kids who did it. I mean, I again, I really think there's people who are just kind of poisoning the conversation that we're having, and we've talked talked about this a bit before. Like, you know, if you're confused about who, people who are trans and non-binary, that's okay. All right, it's okay. We don't all know everything, and. We, you know, sometimes we lead sheltered lives, and then all of a sudden you confront things that you're not familiar with and you don't understand, and and you might be confused, right? That's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person, but you have to be willing to step back and say, okay, just because this is outside my experience, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Yes. I need to step back and try to learn from people, and get a you know, some understanding of what they're going through, where they're coming from. There's tons and tons and tons of, of scientific research out there on sex and gender and how it's not anywhere near as simple as people like to, to imagine it that it is. And we all kind of grew up, especially if, you know, we're older people, we all kind of grew up with this, I will say, very simplistic understanding of what sex and gender are and things like that. And um, so it, it took us some time, I think, to kind of to, to learn and, and grow and kind of understand that it's a more nuanced concept than, than we learned when we were kids. But you can do that, you know, and, and learning is a good thing and growing and trying to uh, come to ways of understanding other people. All these things are good. So I'm not here to lecture anybody about where they 
started out and, and where they are right now in terms of this sort of journey of learning new things. But you have to, you always have to try to keep an open mind. Learning and growing is really kind of the point of this whole exercise. And if you're not doing that, I feel like you're just kind of wasting, wasting your time, wasting your life. So I'm not being judgmental and hateful towards people who don't understand the community. But I also don't feel like you have an excuse in the year 2024. Well, that's the thing. For not educating yourself. Yeah, and that's the thing. And some people seem to think like, this is a brand new topic we're talking about. And it's like, no, there's always been people who are transgender. There's always been right. people who are gay for a century, for the longest time. Forever. And nobody couldn't, They but they couldn't be themselves because of this. So, yes, there was a lot of people that couldn't went their whole lives, you know. Right, and just think about in our lifetime, you know, growing up in the 70s and the 80s. I'm a little older, so I was also growing up a little bit in the 60s, but whatever. <laughs> you know, think about David Bowie, um, who was, you know, successful from the early 1970s on until he died not too many years ago. He, in the for the first decade or so of his career, was always writing songs about, um, you know, androgyny. You're not sure if you're a boy or a girl. Uh, one of his, you know, big hit songs. Um, he would perform in clothing that was consciously androgynous. I saw him on Saturday Night Live and he was wearing a dress, right? These are not new concepts to us. Rocky Horror Picture Show was a huge, uh, well, it began as a Broadway play in London and it was very popular in the mid-70s and then there was a, you know, a cult classic film made of, of it that people still watch to this day. Back in the late 70s and early 80s, you know, teenagers were going to this movie and they memorized all the lines and they mm -hmm. knew when to throw toast at the screen and <laughs> they sang along with all the words and they had sayings they would shout in unison at different scenes in the movie. This is not new. We've been dealing not just with, you know, um, acknowledging that people are gay, but uh, but also dealing with, you know, androgyny and conf I don't even want to say confusion because I don't think it's confusion. I think it's just the fact that gender isn't as simple as people want it to be. And it's this is, you know, I'm 61 for at least the last 50 years. This has been a major theme in pop culture. It's not a new thing. It's not coming out of and nowhere. And it's almost like, why are we still struggling right. with this? And why right. is it nothing changed? I always imagine there's some women, you know, there's this Moms for Liberty group. There are some local women in, in, in the Chicago area who have a similar organization. And they are always posting things on social media, angry rants about transgender people and non-binary people and so forth and they do you know webcasts and all this crazy stuff and um, I always uh, you know I look at their their images on um, on Twitter or wherever and I always think I guarantee you know they're 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 younger than I am but they're not young young and I look at them and I go I bet you anything these uh, young women, uh, middle-aged women, really, went to drag shows when they were younger. They probably saw Rocky Horror in the theater or, or whatever. Right. Uh, they might be a little young for that. I don't know. But, you know, they probably, half of them probably had bachelorette parties at, you know, at the big drag exactly. bars in Chicago, which is a common thing. 
you know, or they had gay friends and they pretended that they were really into, you know, that that thing of the straight woman with the gay male friend and all that. Right. You know, you just kind of get a sense that that's who they were. And now they've just adopted this just very strange um, kind of suburban mom mindset. But, you know, obviously not all people in that demographic are, are crazy like that. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Anyway, I, I, like I said, we do want to lighten this up a bit. <laughs> so I apologize for going off on on that. Uh, not rant, but we, but Yeah, but we will be um, talking about topics like this because obviously it affects people in our family and uh, personally and uh, share our views on that. Uh, so we will do, be doing that. But we're also going to do fun. magic tricks we're also gonna and do tell magic puns. Tricks. Yeah. And we're all gonna learn Spanish. And we'll do, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I wish I had learned Spanish in high school. I took German, which I took French. French would be a little more useful, but German turns out not to be a particularly useful thing for a lawyer in the Chicago area. Who uh, would have guessed? Who would have guessed? Who would have thought that that German wouldn't be something I'd use every day? Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly yeah. um, before we um, there's sign no, off for there's, tonight there's no time is. As we mentioned about kids and um, adults and everything, our youngest is about to graduate college. Ooh. And um, somebody, one of the parents on the um, Facebook group page for parents of the students from this university had said that they hope that the chancellor really recognizes the students who started during COVID, while who didn't get to graduate high school. Um, they yeah. did it for TV, yeah. didn't have prom. We had a trip that... Um, our daughter was going to go on a French trip that got canceled. That was supposed to be March 17th of 2020. Obviously, that didn't turn out. And just all the um, resilience and, um, you know, hardship that they went through, and they ended up um, coming out the other side. Yeah, absolutely. I almost got teary-eyed talking you about did. it. You did. You did. Well, this happens a lot. <laughs> I was just crying at a <laughs> show we were watching. It was like House Hunters or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I don't know these people. <laughs> There's no crying. <laughs> uh, and by the way, just as an aside, I will uh, I will drop a or we'll put a link in the show notes to this uh, to the website for this event. Yes. Um, so um, hopefully, if you if you can show some support, that would be great. If you um, can't, you know, and you're you're frustrated with the state of the world, um, you know, just try to find conservative things conservative huh <laughs> constructive things to do and for you know just don't don't um lose don't give in to hopelessness and despair yes and if you're feeling anger you know try to find good constructive ways to channel it you know one of my favorite lyrics of any song and you know it's going to be a joe strummer if it's not bruce springsteen it's got to be joe strummer joe strummer uh, said, I think the four most important words in rock and roll history, um, in a song called Clampdown, there's a line where he says, um, anger can be power. Those four words. And if you know anything about the backdrop of the clash and their kind of philosophy, again, they're not talking about, you know, nihilism and smashing and breaking things. They're talking about, like I say, channeling that anger in a creative way in a constructive way. So that's my life philosophy. I go back to that all the time. Anger can be power. It's okay to feel anger, but don't let it defeat you. Use it in a 
way to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. I do have one last question for you. So yes. last week we talked about um, aging gracefully and not You're saying it's inconsistent with <laughs> aging gracefully? No, but yeah. I'm just saying, I, I just wanna, no, so one of the things that David talked about last week was um, not getting into altercations on um, social media and how's that going it's going perfectly (laughs) actually no it is yes i know i'm very proud of you that was a high five that was a high five Uh, um yeah no i have stayed with that and um you know it doesn't mean that i don't say what i'm thinking on uh twitter or whatever else x formerly known as twitter right um you know, I still will say what I want to say, although, you know, I try not to, there's no point in like being inflammatory. So I try not to necessarily do that, but I will make political observations and things like that. And you're able to just drop the mic. Yeah. And and then just walk away. And, and the big thing is that I haven't gone back and looked to see what these various, you know, trolls for lack of a better term have are, are posting so that i'm they, very proud of you yeah well yeah, i am too um <laughs> uh and that's a part of like you know you always have you always have to think about you know what's best for my mental health um and and it's not beneficial to argue and that is something that you know we'll talk about more in more detail in other episodes but you know this that dealing with your mental health is is just as important as dealing with you know physical health yeah so we had a we touched on that a little bit um a few months ago when we talked about Sinead O'Connor passing away um and that was I will just say I know we were running a little bit long but you know there I've thought about it many many times and how to deal with my own mental health challenges and her passing away actually was one of the things that kind of made me think well it you got to do something. So anyway, we'll talk about that. But we that will. is, hey, Gordy. Gordy's saying um, sign off. Gordy's telling needs us. us. <laughs> Gordy's telling us it's time to go. On that note. Yeah, on that note, thanks for listening. And yeah. uh, check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Apple Podcast is the main one that we have. But yeah. um, anywhere that you um, listen to podcasts, check us out. And we do want to create a community of people on here. So if you have any comments or questions um, for us, please leave them uh, in the comments on our website. We would love that. Thanks for listening. All right. Good night.